All right. So this will be kind of quick. Um, I'm just going to say that uh, we're here. We're doing some fun stuff. And before we get into the meat of stuff, there's uh, something that uh, I want to talk about that I just saw a couple hours ago that I want you guys to hear. So get ready to listen to this. This place. Ugh. What a dump. They say nothing amazing ever happens here, which is kind of true. I mean, look at her. Look at him. Look at all of them. They don't know what they have inside of them. Pretending you can't hear. That's like your thing, am I right? They're just sleepwalking through life, wondering when something amazing is gonna happen. That's where I come in. Cause they don't know it yet. But these kids are the key. And I'm gonna show them how to unlock some doors. Whether they like it or not. What the heck is that thing? I have no idea. I was just walking home and then it came out of nowhere. We might all get killed. Everybody will die. Get ready, world. Here I come. It takes an idiot to do cool things. And that's why it's cool. So, for those who know me, they already know what that is. Anybody who doesn't know what that is, that was Fully Cooly Seasons 2 and 3, the official trailer for the for that, for this year. The It's alternative and progressive. The first one comes out in June, the second one comes out in September. Basically, it's some weird anime that Joe is obsessed with that just looks odd. It looks very odd. To you know what? Least. That's fine. You can say that all you want. But it's really good. Yeah. All right. And we're back in the con corner. I know last time we talked, we only touched briefly on a lot of the um, esports. We were talking about Disney and how they are a monopoly, essentially. And Joe had a bit of a freak out about, like, oh, people need to, like, stand up and fight Disney. And I'm just like, you, you don't stand up and fight Disney ever. You, you can't. But it's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy, I guess. But anyways, uh, this week we are going to touch up a little bit more on uh, what's going on with Overwatch League because uh, quite a few things happened. Um, uh, XQC. Where, where are we going to start? We're going to start with uh, Sinatra's Pepe tweet. We're going to start with XQC. You know what? I I, I want to I start with XQC because I'll know a little bit more about that. Mm. I haven't gotten all the privy details yet. I haven't, like dive that deep but i know generally what happened and kind of sucks and it is hurting dallas fuel more than people think (laughs) oh it it hurts them massively people weren't initially thinking about how bad it was gonna hurt them but it's i know it's initially part of um blizzard has been making this really large push um because of something that i'm going to make sure we talk about later a little man by a little uh Little known streamer by the name of Ninja yeah. and his whole thing. We'll talk about that later. Oh, but baby. Because of that and a lot of other reasons, gaming is being brought into the forefront. So 
Blizzard, being one of the leading companies, is going to want their product and the Overwatch League, which is supposed to basically say, hey, esports are here, they are real, and they are huge. They're trying to clean it up. So, yeah. hence XQC. Yeah, and that's going to be a problematic because XQC was bringing in a pretty decent crowd, despite how bad Dallas Fuel has been doing. So, moving on, on the topic, XQC was indeed let go from Dallas Fuel. He got suspended again initially by Blizzard because of, uh, was it um, racial comments this time? uh, Hard R. Yeah. Hard R, racial comments, yeah. um, stereotyping. It, basically, it was a whole the whole idea of um, they want they don't want uh, people to be as like stereo like they don't want the stereotypes, the racism, the sexism, all of that. And yeah. XQ, XQC, part of the reason why he had that big draw with him was because he was a controversial figure. Yeah, Dallas knew that coming in, but they they needed they needed him. He he's that good that. He was a very he was a very good main tank, and that is yeah. something that, um, quite honestly, Dallas is not it's provided. Hard, it's the hardest to come by, honestly. Main tank. Everyone yeah. wants to be the DPS. Everyone wants to be the flank. Everyone wants to yeah. be the. Yeah, and it's tank. not it's not even that. It's the problem. The main problem with that too is that um, they haven't made any real moves to back him up. The only other tank that they really have is Mickey, and while Mickey's diva is phenomenal, it's not. That's all he's got. Yeah, that's, that's literally like, all he has. Like, like he he's he's solid on most of the other tanks, but he's better off as the off tank. And putting Time Moo on tank two was just not that great. Like they shouldn't have been. Uh, I don't think they should have been grabbing that many um, DPS players. I no, feel they like had they, a, they had a fine pool of DPS players, but the problem is, the problem is that <clears throat> overall tank the pool of tanks and supports in general in any game, be it a MOBA or yeah. anything like that. Everyone wants to be the star player. That's why so many yeah. people play CSGO is because there's no, like, tank. There's no, like, anything like that. The only thing is, can you? are you good with an op? Are you good with an op? Yes, you're the opper. No, you're not the opper. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, that's it. It's a very binary decision. But yeah. in games like these where in uh, hero shooters and MOBAs and uh, even competitive MMOs, it's all – no one wants to be the guy who's just – taking the damage that no one that everyone wants to be the guy that's pumping out the damage numbers getting on the highlight reels and it's it's unfortunate too because like you have those people like soul dynasty and new york excelsior have new york excelsior soul dynasty and the gladiators have some of the best supports or bloody bloodthirsty supports as i like to call them jay jonak is arguably if not the best zenyatta in overwatch and then jay hong ryu jay hong is arguably the best overwatch player in the world and he's just a support main. Yeah, I, and I, 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 he's the mo- he's the best cerebral player. Yeah, he is the most intelligent player, yes. hands down. And you have like, and it's it's because of plays like the plays that they co- kind of pull off, like stage one, when um, when it was a uh, Dallas versus Soul Dynasty, and the tire was coming straight from them from the uh, Seagull, mm. and he was able to take that out as Ana. Like, yeah, he, he pulls off these kind of plays like they're nothing. So. You need more players like that, and then you need more need more tank players like Fraggy and Poco, and XQC, and like getting those kind of tank players into the game. There's a couple that are look very promising in the uh, 
in the uh, contenders, but we don't know what we're going to expect from them. Yeah, because contenders and plus there's some there's uh, some possibility of like a lot of them are also underage as well. So yeah, like um, who's, what was it? Sinatra just turned eighteen, and Sinatra's, so now he's on yeah, he's on San Fran. Sinatra just turned eighteen. Flower should be turning eighteen soon. Gaguri is all set for stage three, and like these are all really good plays. Yeah. So it, it'll that, be it's gonna be it's gonna be hectic. That's the interesting thing about esports. So esports generally has always skewed <clears throat> has always skewed very young. You know? Yeah, it's, it's like, always skewed very young. You don't have a lot of like the middle to eight middle aged to older players there. Right no, now. because. Um, Unlike traditional sports where you can play to your, uh, depending somewhere between 30 and 50, or in golf where you've got people in their freaking 90s playing and doing well, yeah. esports, a large part of it is fast reflexes. No matter what esport you're playing, in like the youngest esports players happen to be in um, shooters, uh, yeah. Call of Duty, Gears of War, CSGO, yeah. because you have to have the quick reflexes. As you get older, your reflexes slow down. So, so like, um, <clears throat> high schoolers generally play a lot of shooters. Uh, it's generally, like, 15 to 19 is the average age for, like, a Call of Duty player. Yeah. You go to, say, League, Smite, and Dota, it's somewhere between, sev- like, 16 and, like, 23. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch is a shooter, so it's skewing. Again, it's skewing young. Yeah. So, it, you're, and Blizzard putting the limit on 18-plus for the Overwatch League is people don't think about how much that limits, but that limits a massive pool of incredible players. Yeah, there's a lot of really talented young players. Like if you know Zerg or if you know Ember, Fra- uh, not Fraggy, because Fraggy is old enough. Um, Drake, there's mm-hmm. a quite a few of them that are streaming and, right now and they're doing really well. And then we talked about before the Overwatch League even started, Flower and Sinatra. They were 18, so they weren't going to be able to compete right away. They And yet they were two of the most exciting people to watch even though we only Sinatra got to see is one of the best pl- Sinatra, Sinatra is honestly one of the best players in the world yeah he is like there's like there's like a list of like top 10 people who who are some of the best players in the world and one of them isn't even playing in Overwatch League and that's the friend so yeah we'll see how that goes <laughs> but anyway getting back to it XQC was I believe comp band yeah uh, I believe he got handed a lifetime comp band because really? because of some of his racial remarks and Blizzard is just, it's, that's always the problem that you see with other sports. Like, hockey players are notoriously racist. There's only, oh, yeah. there's only like three uh, hockey players that I can think of that aren't white. Uh, one of, one, and two of them are the Subins. Yeah. And then that, they are like freaks of nature. They're that good. Yeah. Um, in baseball, you've got a lot of races. You've had a lot of races, um, even dating back, looking up the whole Jackie Robinson situation. Yeah, but if not for Jackie Robinson, baseball probably wouldn't be what it is today. Exactly. And NFL has had quite a history with racism, not yeah. only from the players, but from coaches, from yep. owners. Like, uh, there's the whole controversy with Jerry Jones a few years back. Yeah, the whole thing with Jerry Jones, and then there was all the thing with uh, that happened with Colin Kaepernick, too. And yeah. there's, there's a lot. there was a lot going on with that. So, so with... In traditional sports, you've got all these problems, and for the most part, they're unchecked. Yeah. Blizzard and esports in general are trying to make the difference and say, we are esports. We are video games. We are for everyone, man, male, yeah. female, black, white. We are for you. We don't care who you are. You can join. Yeah. And 
and Blizzard is taking a hardline stance because something like this was bound to happen. Yeah, especially given the character that XQC is. So well, it's even like... even if XQC himself wasn't playing, you I you have played an online video game with voice comms in the past ten years, correct? Oh yeah. What uh, like you what yeah have you yeah heard? exactly you you hear you hear just about everything under the sun and that's just from the av- that's from the average gamer you're gonna yeah. hear you're gonna hear racism you're gonna hear they're gonna be dropping the hard R they're gonna be calling you every name under the sun they're oh, gonna be yeah. saying things that I if I were to say this on the radio right now I would be kicked off and never be allowed, allowed to even walk again. in <laughs> the studio. I wouldn't be allowed to walk in this building at all. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the main things that comes with that comes with this kind of territory. So I think it's good that Blizzard is doing this. It's just unfortunate for Dallas because they get the short end of the stick. But they knew. They, they, they knew. knew. They knew. <laughs> he didn't hide like, it. No, you, he didn't You've seen it. his stream. Oh, yeah, I've seen his stream. He didn't hide it, and like I, I can't fault him for being who he is. But at the same time, he didn't need. To, he he should have brought a little bit more professionalism to it. To Absolutely, it. It, yeah. you're getting paid a salary. It's I think it's like twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, somewhere around yeah. there. And then they get the bonuses depending on how well they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. You're getting paid a salary. You're getting paid to do this. This isn't like this isn't hopping on a bus with a couple of your friends and heading up to a land in Austin and saying. Hey, let's 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 screw around and win an Overwatch tournament, and get like five hundred bucks and a couple of tickets to see like I don't know, like Harry Potter or something. Like this isn't yeah, like, yeah, this isn't no joke. Like this, this is like a career. You get, like this isn't where you get twenty bucks a new keyboard and and discounted KFC. This is like this is the real deal. This like, is life. This is a career. And like with the way that the Blizzard's doing this, because of the way they're doing this, this actually helps. For the future people who want to get into the league, because eighteen between eighteen and twenty three is where they'll probably be at their prime. Most likely, yeah. So, all the younger kids who are streaming right now that will potentially want to do this, they will they get be able to. years on contenders, which is good because then they get that experience. That's why I like the contenders thing, by the way, because it allows the people who are a little bit on the younger side who don't really have that it's basic, that competitive it's, scene experience. It's, it's literally just to give them. It's amateurs. Yeah, it's literally the double A and the single A and the triple A for. Yeah, for baseball, if someone's not doing well on the main roster, they're gonna drop them down and say, "Look, you're gonna bounce around in contenders. You're gonna get your stuff together, and you're gonna do well after the fact." Yeah, and, then and then if you don't, you're staying down there. Or maybe we'll just shove you off completely. Yeah, and it also lets them find a lot of hidden talent. Like you might find a person who plays DPS a lot in the contenders, and then they're forced to play support. But then they find out that they're an actually amazing support player yeah. or something like that. So, or sometimes like. Um, it's a weird strategy that no one's really thought of on, say, a noob on like Anubis winds up like like someone goes a completely different route than you normally go in a contender scene, and it winds up dominating. Then that you're gonna see that go up to the pro league. You're yeah. gonna see that the Overwatch league doing that. You're gonna be seeing people do that, and you and people will say, "Hey, you see what's happening here? This was started by some like." like 15 year old nobody in the contenders league yeah and then guess what now he has a spot on that team for sure yeah now he has a spot he has a name and let's say maybe he's not mechanically good enough to get into the overwatch league may then guess what coach and now like analysts like hired on as someone to help out and help their drafts help their there's coaches and assistant coaches in the league right now which is very phenomenal which is ridiculous because there have been a lot of coach movements, too, if you've mm-hmm. noticed. Um, London Spitfire fired their coach. Which I, mean, I was sort of I was surprised. About, like, I was surprised because he did a phenomenal job, but it looks like they're doing fine. It looks like they just wanted to switch it up. and Maybe, then, um, maybe it's some like culture thing, you know? Yeah. Because that's always a big thing with 
with these sports uh, more so than with normal sports. It's very very professional. Yeah, I, I don't like. I can't stand you, but I work with you. Yeah. In esports, it's different. Maybe it's because it's a bigger pool. Like, I like to be perfectly honest. If you could see me right now, rather than just hearing my sultry, sultry voice, <laughs> you could you would be able to tell. All right, he's not playing football anytime soon. He's not going to be able to play hockey. He might be able to play baseball, soccer. He'll just pass out. I can't do all those things. Yeah, but I can hop on and play Smite. I can hop on and play Overwatch. I can play Call of Duty. Exactly. May not be the best, but if I worked long enough, I might be able to. And that's the thing is that because esports and video games in general have such a huge field, then you're able to pick and learn. I think that's a good transition into uh, what happened with Ninja. Oh boy, we'll actually get to Ninja when we get back from our break because that's that's a spicy that that's that's real spicy. Oh, and it gets spicier too. Oh baby, I can't wait. We'll be back. Why did you buy this album? I don't know why you did. You're stupid. yourself <laughs> the super flow with more jokes than bazooka joe a mix between super fly snooker and a super hole to a mc like el super die just a group and sell the poop on ebay danger with the best screaming shoot the dj doom clicking over two chickens three-way four in the five a cork on the freeway villain find a way to make them pay whatever we say state your intentions i really love your tape but i hate your inventions very well, what you want a brownie? He took off the mask and whispered, put me where you found me. He kept his paper digits in a chunk. Once joined a rap click, midgets into crunk. Did a solo on the oboe. Could have sold a million, then the villain went for dolo. And cited creative differences. Basically they hated, he left no jaded witnesses. Rappers suck when they spit, I doubt him. The crap they sing about, you wanna slap the fucking shit out him. Time waits for no man On a blind date, a lover with a slow chrome hand Judge them by his shoes, hot smelly brogan Buzzing with the news, call them pot-bellied Conan No prick barbarian, a strict baritarian A sick pair of merry men The beat is like a swift kick in the rear end The stiff made her lose the lipstick and hairpin He said, jam, act like you know man Even with the mask on, show me what you own man Tell her brush a grill and wash her face and twat home man Do my leg got hot like and you wash a got cool home man What we have here is a failure to communicate If you're gonna hate, might at least get your rumors straight about doing the great A lot more confident, came a long way since the days we had the rhyme for rent It was time well spent, vented, spelt, dented, hell bented and heaven sent it a wire is dead, he's in it for the cash flow Like to send a big up to fire ahead lazo Let a brother know once you lasso Hasbro So when he come with Destro, he gets no hassle Could hardly get a word in and wondered what the damage is to retain Harvey Birdman Yeah. 
right, we are back. And a couple nice songs there. I'll tell you guys about that later. But um, I know uh, Scott here is ready to go on this particular topic. So, nin- Ninja. Everyone at this point knows Should know who, who he is. Yeah. Um, he has gone from, in 2009, he was like the best Halo player in the world. Uh, to now, to be perfectly honest, he's the face of gaming. He's the face of esports. For years, it was like... Um, Red Eye. Yeah. Red Eye was the face of esports. Everyone knows Brutal Savage wrecked all that. Yeah. Now it has become Ninja. He Ninja uh just the other day was had an interview on CNBC because of what happened last Tuesday at two AM Eastern Standard Time. I think it was last Tuesday, right? Yeah, I think it was last Tuesday. At like two AM He was busy. He was busy in the past couple weeks. Yeah. At two AM Eastern Standard Time, uh there was a tweet sent out. Not by Ninja, but by a, a little-known rapper by the name of Drake, Drake. Yep. saying, playing Fortnite with Ninja. So Drake, the rapper Drake, was on Twitch streaming with Ninja playing Fortnite. Other people that joined in, Kim.com, create, creator of Mega Upload, huge, huge figure for the online yep. scene. Um, Juju Schuster uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers yep. hopped on at some point. Little Yachty was trying to get in. Yep. Logic was trying to get in. Uh, yeah. Actually, during his interview, uh, Ninja said that there's something between him and Logic coming soon. So all these huge names. These are not like these are not gamer names. To be perfectly honest, like no, they're not. When you, when you say gaming names, you're gonna be thinking of like Red Eye. You're gonna be thinking of Rain Day. You're gonna be thinking of Golden Boy. You're yeah. gonna be thinking of of uh of um. Fate of like everyone from Phase, you're gonna be thinking of yeah. Taz. You're gonna be thinking of uh, of um, oh god, fake of Faker. You're gonna be yeah. thinking of these names. These are not gaming names. Drake is one of the most uh, prolific rappers right now. Yeah, Logic is making a huge splash. Little Yachty's, I think, pretty large. I'm not, I, I'm not as familiar I'm, with him. I, I, per, on, on a musical standpoint, and I won't get into it because this isn't the show for that. I do not care for Yachty. But yes, Drake is uh. Drake, Logic, they're two really big. They're really big right now. So. Uh, Juju Schuster, I know, is fantastic. Uh, is fantastic in the NFL. Um, he is. Uh, Kim.com is a bit of a controversial figure, but um, he's basically considered the father of torrenting. Yeah. Uh, it's all these people just come in to play Fortnite. Fortnite uh, again. And, that and he he chose the perfect time. Fortnite is at an all time high right now. Yeah, like he's striking while the iron is hot. So the big thing right now is let's let's establish a little timeline. And uh, uh, this sort of dates back to 2010 for both of these for the whole game thing. Yeah, uh, Fortnite. The game came out in 2011, I think it was, as a like horde mode shooter by yeah. Epic Games, something like that. Not many people played it. Around the same time was when a Arma 2's modding scene was at its height. Because, to be perfectly honest, a lot of what's going on right now dates back to the Arma 2 modding scene. Specifically, uh, two mods. Uh, DayZ. Yep. And Arma 2 Battle Royale. Arma 2 Battle Royale then led way to, um, alongside Dust, led way to things like... Um, Rust to H1Z1 to um, all those other weirder ones. Some uh, some worked. Some didn't. Some we don't talk about anymore. (laughs) Um, And then that led to the big the bombshell that came out two three like two years ago 
by the name of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Yeah. That has made such a splash that I'm pretty sure a decent bit of our audience is probably gamers. Yeah. So uh, I, I think a quarter probably play on PC, you know, just making rough guess. Has anyone tried to upgrade their graphics card in the past year? Uh, yeah. Only the hardcore ones probably have. Yeah. And even then, you've looked, you've said, nope. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not upgrading anytime soon. People are initially blaming it on cryptocurrency. Yep. That's a small factor. The bigger factors are uh there's been a shortage of VRAM, which is the video RAM, which is the little RAM chips that are in the actual graphics card. Yeah. But the bigger reason is the fact that China has been spending about ten percent of its GDP last year on computer on computer parts and PUBG. Oh. Yeah. China recently uh Tencent recently allowed PUBG to be released in China by changing the blood from red to green hmm. because um, China has some ruling about whether or not you're able to um, actually see blood, see all these things. And um, <clears throat> and it's so they just it's very strict on what can be shown in China. Thanks yeah. to uh, legal rulings as well as 10 cents on priorities. And so PUBG came out for China and because of that like if you've played PUBG at all lately then you've seen a huge surge in China and Chinese players like yeah. online people are always talking about region lock China because there's so many of them and they are sometimes a bit toxic sometimes they're just spammy they there's a big problem of them teaming there's a huge problem of them hacking yeah that so, does not surprise me <laughs> and then right around last year Right as uh, PUBG was getting ready for its release. Yeah. Like, official 1.0 release, because it was back then, it was only yeah. early access. Epic Games announced that uh, announced a change to Fortnite. Fortnite, you could still buy the Horde mode, but they had a free-to-play mode, known, uh, known as their Fortnite Battle Royale. Right. And that is what this is all about, is their Battle Royale. The Battle Royale is... Let's just break it down in case in case anyone anybody's kind of new to yeah. this idea. So the way a battle royale works is there's a number of players uh, anywhere between fifty and a hundred. Some that's for the standard battle royale are dropped onto a large map. You loot, you loot your weapons, and sometimes you loot weapons, meds, armors. Sometimes you loot like food if there's a survival mechanic to it. Yep, and you fight with other players, and you fight for dominance. And as that's happening, the map itself is getting smaller due to some environmental effect, be it a circle closing or um, areas being blocked off or something along those lines. Yeah. And you're just trying to be the last one, the last duo, or the last group alive. And if you are, you win. If you aren't, you don't win. Try again. Yeah. And that's... and. What the the big players in the market for Battle Royales right now, there's two. There's PUBG and there's Fortnite. There's really no contenders because nobody else really can do what those two games are doing. Well, it's the the core the core Battle Royale mechanic. The perfect example of core Battle Royale would be um, PUBG. Yeah. PUBG is the standard for a bog basic Battle Royale. You've got your guns, you've got your ammo, you've got your armor, you've got your meds, yeah. you've got your boosts, circle closing, there's cars and boats. Right. And fight for dominance, airdrops. What 
Fortnite does is it sort of adds a new component to it. Same number of people, same airdrops, same draw, like same looting, similar looting mechanic. But <clears throat> what Fortnite changes, first off, the art style. PUBG, H1Z1 are all very realistic. They're true to life. PUBG, PUBG. Uh, Fortnite looks like a cartoon. Fortnite looks hilarious. Like I've seen some of the costumes and stuff that I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've noticed. It doesn't take itself seriously. Exactly. Fortnite, it looks hilarious. Uh, the loot system is a little bit different. You've got shields. You've got health. You've got... Uh, the shield is your armor, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so the there's am- there's your armor, there's your health, and then you for weapons rather than picking out like all right, you need to find an uh, an M4 and uh, and a stock for it and a muzzle and a muzzle and a barrel attachment and a scope and a magazine and a grip like yeah, you don't have to find all of that. You all just- you find is you pick up a weapon and there's a color coding system based on whether it's good or bad. And the color coding system is based off of the original color coding system for loot in video games, World of Warcraft. That's a good system. It is. True and tried. Gold and purple are the best. Green green and yellow. Uh, green and blue are... Okay. Okay, yellow's in the center. Yeah. Uh, no, not yellow. It, it's... No, it's white and um, green. Then it goes white, green, blue, purple, gold... And I think it, I think that's it because it's a five star rating. Yeah, <clears throat> and you find different, and then there's different classes of weapons. But the big thing that Fortnite does, and this is why people are saying that it's better, is it adds a entirely new mechanic, destructibility. In PUBG, the only things that can get destroyed is you, and yeah. your you, your armor, your vehicle. Yeah, <clears throat> in Fortnite. Not only can you destroy buildings and stuff like that. Like any building. You can break down any building in that game. You can also rebuild them as well. Yeah. That building mechanic, that destruct building mechanic, has, huge. is huge. And it's gotten, uh, as well as the fact that Fortnite has done something that no other game has done. It's got crossplay, And I'm not talking about like, oh, PCs and Macs can play together. I'm talking, no. It, it doesn't matter. Xbox One and PS4 and PC can all play with each other. And iOS. Yes, and iOS. Which I don't know if the Fort. I don't know if the Fortnite will um, work. I don't know if the, did they did they release it yet? Yes, I they know, did. Yep, they yep. released it for iOS with plans to release on Android. And uh, during Ninja's interview, he said they also plan on releasing it on the Switch in the matter of months. Ooh, that's going to be spicy. And uh, girls are already complaining about how their boyfriends just play Fortnite and ignore them all day. Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, the the thing that the other thing that Ninja brought up during his interview with this interview with, with CNBC. He brought up that uh, they asked him because it's CNBC, they're a money they're a money show to be yeah. perfectly honest. They've got a lot of investing. Uh, CNBC announced uh asked uh, so we've heard rumors that you make 500,000 a year and he said yeah he's like, no 500,000 a month and that's just from Twitch and YouTube yep not including merchandise sponsorships exactly. pay from LG anything like that $500,000 a month uh and you want to know how much he has to spend on an equipment zero exactly yeah all his games are provided to him for free all of his gear his computer is provided to him by a com- uh, company that pre-builds pcs uh like custom builds pcs for people he basically says all right give me the best and they're like okay yeah and then if every- it gets exposure it gets exposure on a stream he is marketing for them like I've, 
it's a valuable, valuable technique. Think about it. So let's say he gets like top of the line computer drops. Like let's say it, it with uh, like let's say somehow like Double Titan Z is like top of the line everything. Let's say like 10k for yeah. a computer. If he has about on average streams get about hundred thousand people watching. Uh, let's say a about 0.1 percent. 0.1% of those people buy a computer, that 0.1% is, that's what, like 10, that's what, like 10 people? Yeah. And that's from a single day stream. If 0.1% from a single day stream buy a computer from them, each, and the average computer on their website is like 1,500 to 2,000. Yeah. They've made it back in a single day. And that's not including the fact that he's he's a full-time streamer every day. Twice a day. Twice a day. On top of that, he will be posting his stats on most streamers after a while they post up most of the stats and stuff that they use for their pc the specs yeah yeah they post all their specs and everything so they all of that like you're not going to get somebody who's going to buy the same exact thing all the time yeah these people are going to be like oh he buys from this company gosh look at how good his stuff looks i'm going to buy i need a new video card what do they have video cards and video card they use oh okay yeah oh he's sponsored by evga yeah he's sponsored he's sponsored by Nvidia's directly sponsored by Intel or whatever. People are going to say, "Oh, let me just get that. Let me just get exactly what he gets." Yep. And they're going to use and they're going to use the referral codes. Um, now, as you guys known from the show in the past, I'm yep. I'm a business major. I'm I'm this is my forte. Uh, what a lot of marketing experts have found about specifically gamers on Twitch is they are willing to spend about. Five hundred to one thousand dollars every quarter on merchandise relating specifically to or from their favorite streamers streamers. or games. And not to mention, they're always doing that because they they like the games these people are playing, and they're trying to get play the games and enjoy them too. All the referral codes, like it's this is something that years like ten years ago didn't even exist. You're like a referral code. The most code you could get is like. You got coupon codes for like a free pizza or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Now you've got referral codes that um, that make us a let's say a thousand dollar. Let's say you buy one uh, fifty a two thousand dollar PC. You got five percent off by using the code Ninja yeah. or whatever code he uses. So guess what? He's no your PC like costs like um it, like five percent off would be like not much. That'd be like no, because ten percent off. That'd be like that'd be thousands. That'd be about five hundred. Uh, no, 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 twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. you save like twenty bucks, yeah. something like that. I don't know. But but he gets person, a, he gets a cut of the money. He gets a cut of that money per person. On top of that, they get more money that way, and they're not losing any profit because they're making money off of him streaming. Yeah, there. This the amount of money that is in this industry is nutty, and it's very the fact that. Now, gaming has always had uh, the problem of never having a face, a true singular identity. It's a very decentralized because you've got RPG players, uh, the you've got the visual novel players, you've got walking simulator players, you've got MOBAs, MMOs. You got MMOs, then you have the fighting games, and you have the F- FPSs. Uh, you've got strategy games. So you've yeah. got it's a very segmented market, and that's just in the genre. So I'm not talking about. Demo- about age demographics. I'm not talking about uh, male or female. I'm not talking about NAEU, let alone Germany, France, Scotland, or Spain. Like overseas in general. Like it's 
it's massive and that's because it's all about enjoyment with yeah. this stuff so it's it's very good and honestly with the way things are going right now we have we have evil coming up uh, very soon it's gonna be coming up in about two three months mm-hmm. and that's the pinnacle fighting over here right now yeah. there's like a lot of the tournaments going on but now evil has expanded to japan i forgot to talk about this this is, this is a little old news they already had their first one in japan this year how'd it go January. very well and because of that Japan is like one of the four, four oh, fronts. Yeah. For you guys fighters. didn't see this. He just got excited. He's sort of right, yeah. adjusting his chair, <laughs> sort of straight. He's like, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. All right, so Japan is one of the forefronts when fighting games. Yeah. Every fighting game that, that comes out of Japan is in arcades for about five to six months before they release it on for everybody else, mm-hmm. for consoles, PC, et cetera, et cetera. So there's usually about a year buffer before those games come out. They put a lot of time, a lot of um, bug fixes into fixing it. Right. There's a lot of beta work on it as well. With Evo, given that it's such a big thing, it's a massive. With, yeah, it's, 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 it's because it's, it's, it's like icon. the pinnacle for fighting games. You can get your hands on fighting games there that you normally wouldn't anywhere else. Like there's there's a few other small companies out there that can get their hands on a couple things. Like right. there's a Tokyo Attack that goes to a lot of different conventions in the area on the East Coast. There's the importers that yeah. wind up importing Japanese games exactly. all the time. Like. Yeah, and they, they strike deals with these major companies to get their hands on the cabinets for this. And I'm talking cabinets, not like discs. Yeah. That they get the actual cabinets. Oh, and you reminded me of something. Yes, but uh, Evo, when you have, like, basically your three your three majors, you have fighting games, your shooters, and then uh, your RPGs, things. Mm-hmm. Like, when you break it down into that kind of category, you look at I look at it as you have... Ninja over here basically for FPS. Ninja is the, uh, not even FPS, um, it's gotten to the point where he is no longer the face of streaming or anything like that. He is now, in the eyes of at least the media and modern right. culture, he is the face of Game. gaming. Yeah. And honestly, I we couldn't ask for a better face. He's a, a very wholesome guy. Yeah. Yes, he's hilarious. People, people have tried going back in his Twitter and his Instagram and all that to find him saying like some like racist Racial stuff. Thing. No, he's no, not. He's, he's hilarious. just a good person. And uh, you mentioned fighting games. Bombshell. Uh, so last week when we were on break, there was a little known showcase uh, by the name of Nintendo Direct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that Smash. For the uh, Switch. Yeah, Smash for the Switch. Everybody is believing that it is six and not a report not a report uh the creator of smash did say on his twitter that this is a new game all right there we go because it, it did look like it was by a new studio as well so there's that so that's good that, that's good for um, them confirmed for there is mario donkey kong pikachu meta yeah. knight um breath of the wild link yep. um shake is confirmed like people saw that from in the um yeah, you saw that on that. The, uh, Inksters, Inklings. The, ink, the Inklings, the, the, ones from, the, the Splatoon Girls. And there's a rumor I've been hearing. Of? What What? What else was announced at Nintendo Direct? What game is coming to the Switch? I'm pretty sure it was, uh, was it Dragon Ball Fighter Z? Was it, um... Yeah, 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 I think so. Um, that's another, that's another rumor. So one rumor relating to that is, uh, Funimation's working on getting Goku in there. Yeah, I did hear about that. There's another rumor. It was announced that uh, one of their characters was getting an amiibo as well. Who? Solaire. Of the story. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yes. Solaire is getting an amiibo, which means he might be 
Solaire or Artorius might be in Smash. Which would be hilarious. Honestly, be I think Artorius would be better. Artorius has the whole moveset due to him being a boss. He's got... He's got... It'll be easier to port. It'll be... Like, it, like um, generally, every Smash character, every single thing that they do is relating to something in one of their game games, etc. Yeah. Like, even, like, some of Link's moves are related to the crappy TV shows that he's had. <laughs> um, but... If you can get Artorius into Smash, we already had, like, Bayonetta has gotten into Smash. Bayonetta got into Smash because Nintendo bought Bayonetta yeah. from Platinum. Yeah, Robin and... is in Smash from yeah. uh, from uh, Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem. Yeah. Like, if, if it goes from last year, Nintendo being, to be honest, on its last legs, the Wii U almost killed Nintendo. Its, its sales are so bad to the Switch revitalizing it. Game companies from around the world saying, yeah, we'll shove Skyrim on there. Yeah, we'll shove Dark Souls. Could you imagine five years ago if I told you, hey, you're going to be able to play Dark, Dark Souls, Souls walking down the street. On, I'd look at you and I'd be like, no. You're going to be able to play Dark Souls walking down the street on a Nintendo console. Yep. You would have laughed huge. and said, "You are. what are you on? Uh, can I have some? Yeah. And it's like. Looking back, like Nintendo, Nintendo, I think they did that on purpose. I don't think they th- thought the Wii was gonna fail that bad. No, but they, they thought did it was that. Succeed. They did that as a preemptive for the Switch, so it Absolutely. ended up working very and well. Now the Switch has basically the Switch has gone is doing the same thing that Fortnite is doing. It is we are in. We, I know I've mentioned this before, but we are in a turn a massive turning point for gaming and for society as a whole. Ninja is playing Fortnite with rappers, internet celebrities, and freaking professional players. Pro sports players. Esports are getting mainstream attention. There's a basketball player who talks about playing Dota after all of his games. Uh, he's on he's on the it's not even like he's on like some crappy team like um I don't know, like The Suns. The Suns. No, he's on he's on GSW. Ooh, he's on Golden State. Yeah, oh. and he talked. He talked. He talked about how he plays like uh, specifically Smite and Dota after, after games. Like, yeah, like the thing about esports is like it's a good way to wind down for a lot of people. So, too, so. yeah. So between esports getting mainstream attention, video games getting mainstream attention, and the Switch becoming one of the most, one of the best-selling electronics. Not. I'm not talking about Just the best-selling consoles. consoles. The best-selling electronics. It's beaten out. It's uh, more people have bought. The Switch, then I bought the newest iPhone and yeah. the iPhone X combined. Yeah. It's, this is a momentous time, man. And not to mention, who else is, uh, Drake's talking about playing video games. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's talking about anime constantly, and he's one of the biggest actors. Like, uh, fun fact Michael B. Jordan got the same Ryan Reynolds treatment, and Ryan Reynolds, uh, spoke on that. He's like, everybody deserves a second chance. Yeah. Poking fun at the uh, the Fantastic Four yeah. uh, disaster. But Michael B. Jordan's talking about playing uh, playing games and watching anime. Drake's talking about playing games. Some There's some other, like, big-name rapper who talks about anime in his, like, in his raps. Like, yeah, uh, Lupe Fiasco does it a lot. Logic does it a little bit from what I've seen. Um, there's a couple other ones that do it, too. But, but like the fact that these little segments of society, little, like... It, it used to carry a negative connotation if you were a nerd, if yeah. you're a gamer, if you're 
like an anime watcher. Like it, it, it used to carry a very negative connotation. You know, and right now that is the complete opposite. It's becoming mainstream, just like if a few years, a few decades ago, n- the only people that read and watched comics were nerds, and now what's the biggest? Avengers. It's it's a new it's, day. Yeah, it's a new day, and it, it's gotten it's gotten big because it's been a pro, it's been it's been steps. Everything that's going on with esports, it's like right when esports is hitting their peak, cosplays hit its peak, so anime is reaching that peak, and comics have hit that peak because Disney has bought Marvel, and Marvel is pushing out quality movies where D- DC can't push out a good movie to save their lives besides Wonder Woman, yeah. and it's like... 30 years ago, gaming nearly died because Atari let everyone develop games, and now we've got 600,000 people watching a random washed-up pro play a game with a with a mainstream rapper. Yeah. You're, wa- you're hearing about m- movie stars talking about games. You're yeah. hearing... It's incredible, and... It's great. It's a great thing. It's a good feeling. All right. That that is going to be it for the show. Uh, I'm going to end this on a couple songs. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. And we will be back next week. Signing out. Good night.
Down. I will take 